Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans. Featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger, better collection, and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans? Worlds Collide. Back again. Tony, how you doing? You know, I'm doing okay. How about you? Better than I deserve. That's what Dave <laughs> Ramsey always says. Uh, we've got two guests today, two first-time guests to the Worlds Collide roundtable. Uh, Adam, I'll let you start off first. For people who don't know you, which they should. <laughs> oh, I, that's a, that's quite the introduction. Um, I'm Adam Gelman, Sports Cards Uncensored uh, on Twitter and WWE Gelman on Instagram. Uh, your resident Becky Lynch super collector. What's up, everybody? <laughs> and James, before I let you talk, uh, I just got to say, Adam, you've been killing it on your website and Twitter about the <laughs> Thank kinda, you. the Panini stuff and the you know how people are in for a shock when the, you know some of these traditional collectors i'm i'm loving it and i'm like i, I read them like yes 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 <laughs> yes yeah, so. I, look, I look forward to a new post almost every day going yeah on. Sam. <laughs> yeah All right, no, i appreciate it thanks sam well first adam great to meet you i've actually been reading your stuff didn't realize it was you or you're on the call so awesome oh, nice. uh, you've had some great stuff so i'm james um baby blue breaks on instagram on twitter lifelong wrestling and mma fan um was into cars young you know, they were in my parents' basement for a while, got back in uh, during COVID when it seems like a lot of people did, and I've just been full force for the past year or so. Yeah, I think I found you on Instagram watching you break UFC stuff, so yep. I was like, oh, yeah. that's cool. And then I found out you liked wrestling. You just kind of got in the loop with the rest of us. Normally, yeah. I let the guests start the with the question. However, I'm going to start with the question because it kind of ties up what we're going to talk, start talking about we got everybody on here because each one of us is a player collector or and or super collector. And I think there's a lot of people in wrestling cards that don't understand what that is. So I'm just going to kick things off with what, you know, what is a player collector? What is a super collector? What's the differences to you guys in your opinion? And what do you consider yourself? Um, whoever wants to start. Go ahead, James. So for me, um, player collector is you're just you're focused on one guy um that's what i consider myself um i wouldn't speak to super collector as much for me i'm more i'm focused on players for me something like wrestling you're so tied to a character and and tied to a story where you know you can get an autograph of certain guys that you're not connected to is nothing compared to you know uh, a base of a guy that you love so for me for us and that's how i've connected i don't really buy wax i don't really buy boxy just because i like who i like and I like to go after who I like. That's that's perfectly said. Adam, I'll let you take it. Um, yeah, no, I think he hit it on the head. And um, when it comes to wrestling, it's a really unique sort of situation. Because I was in – I collected football and, and baseball cards forever. And it was only until my kid got me back into, the, into wrestling for the first time since, like, Stone Cold retired – um, that I realize that like there's a completely different approach that people do in this hobby versus the major sports and kind of to James's point, right? You pick a person and you kind of like go after it. Now, some people decide I want to choose somebody that's more within my budget range, or I want to choose the best of the best, or I want to choose somebody in between, but the player collectors are the people that, Hey, I want to focus on that one guy. The super collectors are the most common thing that I have seen in this sort of new world that I've been exposed to since 2016, which is you have to have one of everything. And that's where I found myself because I never collected that way before ever. Like I collected my Vikings cards because I was a huge Vikings fan. I collected the twins. I collected Adrian Peterson because he was the Vikings you know, main guy, but I never had to have every parallel of every set. And I think that's where wrestling is completely different is that you have to have one of everything if you're a true kind of super collector um and i made air quotes in case you're listening to this on the um (laughs) on the on your way to someplace um but like the it's it's just such an unusual situation but i love it it's so awesome and it's so much fun because like you find yourself kind of like hunting and the chase becomes as cool as getting like you building a collection because i've built 
a humongous collection, but the chase is and the the anticipation and stuff like that has always been that much more entertaining now that I have built this collection. There's not a lot of stuff that I need anymore. So Tony, awesome. you're kind of the uh, newest one in this group that we eventually talked <laughs> to. So I am a uh, how's it going time. for you? I'm a we first time ever. Uh, I've never been a player collector or uh, if I was a super collector, no, I wasn't even a super collector. I was just kind of a, almost a master set collector. Yeah. And I stopped doing that uh, when I stopped collecting in 05, 06, maybe a little early 07. I just stopped going after everything. Like at one point in time, I, I had all the comic images stuff, including all the autographs. I had all the Fleer stuff, including the Farouk knee brace and Hurricane Mask card and things like that. I had all that stuff. Cool. Uh, but when Topps got a hold of it, it was just, it was so hard for me to collect. And I was losing interest anyways, too, both just uh, as a collector in the hobby and, you know, as of, you know, WTC founders like that, I was kind of just losing interest in gathering that information because it was just so much work to do for one man, basically. I got mm -hmm. burned out. And that burnout turned into like, I just not collecting anymore. But now in, in the last eight months, I think it was, I, Probably, became, yeah. a, I became a Kurt Angle collector uh, only because, a, he's a friend, B, one of my clients. <laughs> so it just became something fun and easy to do. Uh, I thought, hey, what, why not? And then I kind of even more recently than that started going, I need somebody in a modern era, you know, kind of collecting just, just to have fun, just to have fun. So I'm like, okay, Dexter Loomis, I don't care. And my wife goes, oh, so you're in the Nazis now, I guess, huh? I'm like, no, come on. <laughs> like, just because that, that, that look he has, you know, and I'm like, yeah. Uh, but now I'm kind of hooked on, on it. So it's in, and the community seems to really come forward for you when you're looking yeah. for someone yeah. specifically. And so Adam was amazing. He sent me an amazing Kurt Angle car when I first started collecting, uh, Kurt Angle <laughs> stuff. Uh, I think Caleb sent me something nice. Um, no, Wes, Wes sent me something nice, uh, something number to five or something like that or number to 10, whatever it was. Uh, and just, um, the community just seems to really help each other out in this genre of collecting and and tony re recently returned the favor for me he had a card i didn't have so that's true uh, yeah i didn't even think works. about that that's right <laughs> that's, that's how it goes yeah i love it yeah i i think it's one of the coolest things in wrestling because uh you guys all know we see it all the time people say i'm priced out i can't have the 82 all-stars i can't have the 98 wcw autos and i'm like you know, you don't have to have those. Like, just because that's what everyone flexes on social media, that doesn't mean you have to have them. Like, pick your lane and just go after it and have some fun. And we're going to, you know, I've I got a kind of a preview of some of your guys' questions, so we're going to dig into that as we get going. But um, mm -hmm. for, for me, in my opinion, it's one of the most fun things that I've ever done, being a carrying cross now super collector. And, you know, obviously, I got bombarded with messages, like, when he got cut from WWE, like, Oh, what a terrible investment! Oh, I bet you're you're uh, you know you're underwater on those cards. I'm like, like it's carrying cross, okay? It's I not don't care. Dream. Like this is this is wrestling. <laughs> this isn't the NFL where you're never going to see the guy again. Like wrestlers are going into their 60s now. Like and didn't he like, just sign a movie deal? Like he's I feel like he just he's going to be in a movie. Yeah, he did. Yeah, makes sense. Like, so um, I'll let one of you, Adam. I'll let you take it uh, as our first guest question with kicking us off. Um, yeah, the, I mean, I think we, we kind of got into some of the perceived changes that are coming down the road. And I think like, it's going to be interesting given the circumstances we've seen, uh, if you're a UFC collector, you, you know, kind of what we're going through, yeah. like, how do you guys <laughs> see this whole sort of situation changing as Panini takes over our, given that they're known for basically making super collecting impossible? Like, how does that change your approach? Well, I will make mine short and sweet because you don't have to worry. <laughs> I don't have yeah. to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's still like it's going to be a fun chase. Like so, hypothetically, let's say I was a super collector of somebody that is going to be released in that product. I think it's more fun because it, it's like James said: you don't have to buy wax. You're going to have a constant chase. Yes, it may be on the verge of impossible, but it's mm -hmm. going to be a constant chase that you can constantly look forward to. Like. Um, again, carrying cross got cut, but there's all this like lingering tops product that's coming out. And it's fun for me to kind of go after that stuff. And also prices have dropped. So that's helpful for me. Um, as far as like my perspective, I'm, I'm super pumped for all the Panini products that are coming out. And I'll just pick and choose. You know, I'll get uh, Charlotte here, a Roman there, a Becky there, just kind of, you know, picking and choosing kind of the parallels that I do like. 
Um, as far as like for super collectors though, I think it's going to be just a really fun journey. I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. It's going to be different for me. I mean, um, I obviously have a character that I go after now and he's going to be carried over into that product. Hopefully between the time Potentially it comes too, out. if they put Kurt Angle into the legend stuff. Oh, they will. Know, yeah, they, they will. probably will. They probably will. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting for me, but I, I'm not someone who's diehard about, I have to go after everything. I just kind of, I stumble upon things that I stumble upon. My budget doesn't allow me to go out and just kind of splurge where I want to splurge. Um, and so I just kind of stumble across things. Sometimes it's either like, oh, hey, uh, someone will just send me a, a, a small little box of like, hey, I, you're the wrestling guy. I don't collect this stuff. You can have it kind of thing. I'll go, okay. Oh, there's a Kurt Angle card in there. Cool. Right. That kind of thing. Or, you know, hey, I got a nice little Christmas gift from somebody recently, you know? So I take this yeah, pretty hey, time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like part of this. Someone sent me this gift too. It's a full master of like all four oh, plates. Cool. And I go, wait a second. How do I have another one now? All of a sudden a fifth one. <laughs> and then I, so I, I crack that open. That's the base. And this is the purple parallel version. See, oh, wow. you're, you're already getting a, a taste of what Panini is going to do with I your base products. So I just, uh, but, you know, I just, again, stumbled across it. I don't really actively go out and pursue. I do have things marked for my, my eBay searches to kind of look at things. I go, oh, you know, I'm really into those SummerSlam patch cards like that. I get Kurt to sign them all for me. Um, and it's just, I just kind of follow through when I fall. You know, I just, I'm, I'm not really in a, in a big rush. I'll say one more thing before I let James take this. I think it's, if people, I mean, people will probably still complain, but. Um, I think, especially with what, the Panini, people complain in wrestling yeah. cards. No. Oh, more than more than wrestling anything fans? else, like, never. Yeah, never. Of course. <laughs> but unlike tops, I think this this is the time to pick a player and go with it because you're going to be able to narrow your focus and just have fun with this Panini stuff. Like it's going to be a constant chase, and like you don't have to worry about base sets. You don't have to worry about like going out and getting the highest value or flipping or grading or like none of that matters because you'll just be focused on collecting the player wrestler whatever or team or faction or whatever it is that you're zoned in on just get all those parallels put them in a binder put them in top loader spread them all out it's just like it's this feeling of accomplishment putting together rainbows and then you look at it when it's done and you're like man this is like better than anything so James, i feel bad ahead. i feel bad for the guys like chuckster and and, and paul price because they're they're set collectors yeah. and this this really hurts them a lot i think uh well it hurts their wallet more because it's going to cost them more to build those sets and they're not, they don't build just base sets. They build the base yeah. sets and then like the bottom level of all the para, you know, you know, all the chase. Yeah. So that's kind of what they do. So they're mm -hmm. going to have to really kind of curb their collecting now to kind of fit that now. On the flip side, if they're just going after the base sets, I mean, yeah. you, you guys know, and James, maybe you could speak on this with the UFC product. Cause I haven't seen the pricing as much on those as I have the base sets of wrestling. But yep. modern base sets, I mean, 30 bucks for the complete base set half the time. So, you know, maybe they'll get lucky on that and just be like, I don't need these parallels. But for super collectors, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I would I would say there's two or three very different experiences that people are about to have. If you're the kind of guy where you need to have everything of a card, like if there's 10 parallels, of, I'll say Daniel, he's not, he won't be in it. Um Dexter Loomis, right? If you're a, I need all 10 parallels or I'm, I'm going to be up at night searching eBay, you're probably not going to have the easiest time. If you're saying, hey, I love Dexter Loomis and I just want to get as many Dexter Loomis cards as possible, you're in luck. Um, with Panini, there's going to be more cards. And this speaking from seeing this, UFC and WWE are my two biggest, you know, passions, especially in sports card. And I, I just went through the whole life cycle. Panini is going to make more cards. And they're going to make, in my opinion, higher quality cards, nicer cards. So if you're just saying, hey, I want as many Dexter Lumens as possible. I don't necessarily care about the rainbow. You're in luck. If you're saying, hey, I just want to collect as many different parallels and types and have as many variations as I want, you're in luck. If you're saying, I want every parallel or as many parallel sets as I can have, your wallet is going to have a bad time. <laughs> you're screwed. Yeah. So there, there's that with the super collecting versus player collecting. And there's also the, like the tiers, you know what I mean? And this isn't my opinion on the performers, but the markets, there's a clear delineation. If you're a super collector who needs every, uh, every type of card and you're going after a Conor McGregor WWE equivalent, you know, right. Roman Reigns, you're going to have a much harder time than a, a Dexter Loomis or, you know, if you still in the product, a Carrying Cross, um, an Xavier Woods. 
guys that people really like but aren't necessarily marketed as heavy and their market's not expensive, that's something that's going to be a big thing as well. Um, one thing I, I will note is I've seen from the, the Panini product or the Panini UFC product, and UFC does seem to have more mainstream appeal um, than wrestling. I love both. Um, I, you saw the wave come in with UFC. I'm sure it'll come in with WWE. I don't know how high it'll be, but it should be noticed that a lot of the products, um, especially the non the non-prison products, the selects, the chronicles, they went up and they went down. Right. So if you Panini went down a little bit, but Panini is still pretty. Um, I'm sorry, Prism is still pretty soft at soft after. Chronicles came out seven eight hundred a box. Now it's two three something, and that's in like three months. So that guys, that's something to keep in mind as well. Why um, is that though? Why is that a, such a big drop? What, why? Because I mean, I, I I like can, there's wrestling fans who aren't used yeah. to that. Why? So, so well, um, I was just gonna okay. say from a from a, a a wave standpoint, right? So Panini for since 2012, I think was the first football version of Prism. Like they've built a legacy fan base that mm-hmm. comes and goes based solely on Prism and Prism based products. And, you know, whether that's the normal variation, the H2s, the different configurations they put out, like if it's Prism, there is a set audience of fanboys that will chase mm-hmm. it. Like that's, th- there's nothing else worth talking about for that. For the other products, there's like residual value that people are like, well, I can't afford the big Prism products. So I'm going to go and sort of dabble in these other areas and it raises the prices at first a little bit but eventually those people get what they want and the prices go back down it's that's, very that's similar a, to the way it is that's a serious now. drop though in price i mean you're talking like a well what 60 percent drop in price <laughs> just uh just speaking of chronicle set and this is just the ufc chronicles release i, I can't speak to other sports or other releases they focused on maybe five to seven fighters that are pretty much the whole box. Like I, I would buy into giant breaks for, uh, uh, um, for example, Alexander Volkanovsky. This guy's a champ. You know what I mean? He's not a, he's not a mainstream name, but he's a champ. He's not like a, a fringe top 20 guy. And he had a few cards in it. There's guys like Robert Whitaker, who's going to fight for the title, who I almost bought in his, his uh, break, got out bid, went to double check the checklist. He has an autograph or two, no, number to 99, no base cards, no parallels. So something like the Chronicles that they focus so heavily on the top names that like we talked about, you know, you build relationships with these guys. There's not a lot of fighters in there. So that was the main reason, at least for Chronicles, why it went down. There's, there wasn't enough demand for these guys. It's just going to be yeah, so like checklist, I swear. <laughs> Chronicles is a unique case though. I think a little bit as well, because for those of for those people who have been in the wrestling bubble for most of their collecting careers, I talked about this last time we were all on like, the Chronicles is the test ground for a lot of different sets that they would have yeah. actually put out, right? So WWE, unlike NFL, unlike NBA, unlike UFC, I think will even I think it should eclipse the number of products UFC has based on the price tag they paid for it. But um, it may not it won't be more than one or two more than UFC if that. And Chronicles gives Panini an opportunity to include a lot of these sets that collectors have loved from. NFL and NBA, but also test out new products that they could potentially see eventually becoming a full range sort of product release. And I think Chronicles, they focus on a small group of people because of the challenge it is to produce 10 sets in one product, right? So it's not like um, a contenders where they make a card of literally every single person that could ever have a playing time in any sport but it is more focused on, Hey, you love Connor McGregor. You love Khabib. You love whoever. I'm sorry if I'm saying his name wrong. Um, like what? You got it right. <laughs> uh, perfect. So you love those guys. So we want to give you those cards for those major collecting public, right? So the people that will collect the rock and the people that will collect Roman Reigns are more likely to want to chase your cards in that set versus somebody who collects Dana Brooke or whoever. Right. So it's kind of like, uh, throwing as much as they as they can into a specific set, but limiting the the checklist size for most of the base and other cards because they recognize that 
they have to print all of these cards, right? So if they made a full checklist of the entire WWE roster for every one of these individual products they put into Chronicles, the set becomes like gigantic and really, really expensive to produce. But I think overall, I mean, like James knows his stuff backwards and forwards, clearly. Like he's like, I, he's basically regurgitating everything um, word for word that I believe as well. And I think the reason that this is such a common feeling is because Panini has a history of launching branches, brands within major sports and going at it the exact same way every single time. And that's good. That's not bad. That's a good thing because collectors have come to understand this comes, then this comes, then we do this, then we do this. And it sort of becomes like this, um, you know, method that people sort of buy into and it's built. Yeah. It builds anticipation. Yes, that was the word I was looking for. It's a routine, right? So people know what to expect. And expectations in wrestling cards is a good thing because collectors are inexperienced usually with other sports. But more importantly, if you're bringing in 100,000 people to a collecting base that had 50,000 people in it before, like you're outnumbering people two to one. So you have to kind of like balance the pool a little bit, right? But Mm -hmm. I think overall, like I collect... So like I've said, I I tweeted out a while ago, like a a tier list of like the expected where I see the tiers sort of playing out. One being like The Rock and Steve Austin. And I eventually will put Roman Reigns on there because this stuff has just kind of skyrocketed. I know because I've helped it do that. Um, But like, you know, (laughs) some of those things. Yeah, right. So some of those things, like those tiers, like if you collected Dexter Loomis, like let's use him as an example because he's a really good one. I think life is probably not going to change all that much for you. If you want to go and collect the lower tier guys, like they may spike a little bit at first, but even in prism, they're probably going to settle much lower. Cause as James said, there's not as much of an audience there, but I think if you start to collect the more competitive people like bliss or Becky, who I collect, like you're going to have a lot more attention there and it's going to be a lot harder to get what you want. Now, overall um, I think the, top of the market is going to support a gigantic wax price out of the gate for prism like it always does it's a tent pole based product right so what i can get potentially for a rock gold prism or for a hulk hogan you know gold prism like that is what is going to drive a lot of those wax prices and for player collectors and super collectors they will buy into those products because of the chance of getting those cards traditionally tops has not sp'd any card other than ronda rousey or Stephanie McMahon, or like these really high tier autographs in low tier products. So if you have like a base tops product, if you pull an Undertaker autograph, it's gonna be a lower printed. But if you want Alexa Bliss, she's numbered the exact same way as Dana Brooke and Dexter Loomis and Kurt Angle and all those guys. There is no SP list outside of that tippy top of the hobby. Panini is gonna be a little bit different. There's gonna be bigger tier differences across the board. And it's going to be more and more difficult to collect those higher level sort of tent pole type hits that are going to be five figures, six figures, if we're lucky, right? <laughs> Eventually, yeah. I don't think it, I hope it gets there. I don't know if it will. But to James's point, like there isn't as much of a built in audience for you for WWE as there is for something like UFC, which has skyrocketed in popularity over the last five to 10 years. Like, but they're like WWE with the right set configuration and the right checklist. Like, I think they can capture a lot of that lightning in a bottle again, but there's so many different factors and I'm sure we'll get to some of them in a, in a while, but like, I think overall the player collectors and the super collectors right now are going to have to drastically change the way that they approach it. And I use this analogy when we originally sort of started to see WWE products released every single year for the, since 2014, most of the player collectors and super collectors could be at the front of the line if they wanted. Mm -hmm. They could be because the cards were cheap enough that it didn't really price people out of the game very much. Now, I think you can still be in the line. Like you can still be in line. You just won't be the first person anymore. So to James's point, if there's a card out of five, there's 10 people in front of you, like, sorry, you're out of luck. But if there's a card numbered to, if there's a silver, which has 1500 copies and you're, 50th in line you're still going to get one probably at a pretty reasonable price right eventually it's just not going to happen day of release like it has previously right so so great points adam and that actually made me think of something that i think you know just mindset wise you made a lot of points that i think people in the hobby you can compare the upcoming panini stuff to the panini ufc nfl nba whatever as an idea of what's coming but 
I don't think you should look to Panini UFC stuff for like comparing prices if it's as good or not as good. And I think you should compare it to tops. And if we're looking at the tops WWE we had before point, yeah. and the Panini WWE we're going to have now, I think no matter what the Panini floor is, it's going to be higher than tops. I, I, I would almost guarantee it. I think you're going to have better quality. I think you're going to have more reliable cards and a bigger market. There are drawbacks that come with that, but overall, you know, it, it's up and to the right. How up and how right remains to be seen, but I think it's an overall very good thing for the hobby that Panini is coming in here. Absolutely. You hit it for sure. Agreed. Agreed. Yep. I'm, I'm with both of you guys. Um, James, yeah. you want to take your topic? Perfect. So um, my question, guys, this is more of a, of a personal thing is, who would you like to be a player collector, super collector of that you're currently not? And if so, what's stopping you from, from adding them to your, your PC or, or your super collection? For me, cha-ching, no money. money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already on a, on a shoestring budget as it is. So I, I had no intentions of getting back into the hobby and collecting again. When I relaunched and restarted WTC again, it was just my biggest thrill in this hobby is collecting information. It's picking the brains of Adams, picking the brains of James's and, and everybody else and, and, and just finding out information about past products, current products, whatever it is. I want to yeah. know what's going, what, what these products are and get them onto a checklist so I can educate people. So people who are looking to get into the hobby, who are collecting, want to know what they have, what they're looking for. They have one place to go to, to find it. And that's what WT has always been about for almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good point. I mean, I already collect somebody that's crazy expensive. I mean, not relative to some of the other people that are out there, like a Roman or a Rock or Steve Austin. Yeah, but she's get, like she's that. getting there, man. She's getting, she's there. getting there. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've, and I've watched her. Like, I remember there was a card that I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm paying this much money for it. <laughs> and, um, and now I look back and it's probably four times as cheap as what I paid for it. So, I mean, yeah, it's in there. For me, like, I collect there's like there's a lot of uh people that collect with a certain part of their body i don't um <laughs> and um i think for me i i liked i've always been a prospector in a lot of ways so guys like you know Braun breaker on nxt like man that guy is gonna be the rookie to, to collect in prism i think and um i'd love to get some of his cards because i think he has an awesome future and he's just insanely talented for how green he is but I mean, the reason I collect Becky and the reason that I started all of this was because I was a huge Stone Cold Steve Austin fan. And like, I've said this before on a couple of our calls that we've been on before, like I collect Becky because she was the as much of a modern equivalent of Steve Austin as you could be. And, you know, when I came into wrestling, like that's what drew me to her character. Um, I love Stone Cold and I wish I could have more of his cards. I have one right now. I have, and I used to have like four or five, but I had to sell them to pay for all the other becky stuff that i bought <laughs> um but yeah like stone cold right now is insanely expensive i was lucky enough to land one of his transcendent cards in a break so like man though that to have more of those and to have more of an ability to collect him as he moves into the panini realm where i think he'll have a little bit more of a feature um would be awesome and then somebody like rhea ripley who i absolutely love i think she's such a cool talent and and has a huge future in front of her only like 24 25 years old so those are the types of guys i had a bunch of rhea ripley cards again had to move them to pay for becky stuff so um it sucks that i didn't get to keep a lot of that stuff but yeah it's all it's a money it's a, it's a profits and loss game but it's also like how much can you afford i try and keep it net zero against my bank account so that's yeah. becoming more and more difficult <laughs> <laughs> i think that's what we all do <laughs> yep when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am one of those collectors that collects with a certain part of my body. I, uh, I follow my heart. When I, when I, when I collect not, my that, not that part of your body. That's not what I was talking about. I, uh, so for me, there, there's really two people that I think of. One of them, I mean, I am a Stone Cold player collector, but I don't know how much longer that's going to happen because I do think in the top tier of Panini, um, he's going to be harder and harder to get. He'll probably be a guy like where I'm a Conor McGregor guy. So I went after Conor McGregor greens because the rainbows weren't happening. 
So like Stone Cold Blues, you know, those are numbered, I think, out of like 149, 199, something like that. They're not too crazy. Um, so I'm hoping I, I get the Stone Cold Blues. And for me, another one is, is Kane. And um, I'd love to be a player collector, but his cards stink. Like the like the 2014, like the trivia card's cool. The um, comic images card's cool. I have a few of them. But that, that's really all to go for. Like I really like um, parallels. Kane Reds would be awesome. But all of his cards from like 2014 to now are corporate Kane or like his, um, you know, 2019, 2020, yeah, like yeah. older attire. If, if the undisputed, if the finest, if those were Kane's in his attitude era stuff, I'd be, I'd be hunting that every day. But his cards are just not, not great. So James, yep. So James, it's funny because I think that that's a WWE thing and it may transfer over to Panini. So I think the, the main, because there hasn't been a DX old old dx triple h card in forever yeah. right and since since that time right it's been a long time and i think it's and and this is one of the other things that i think is going to drive a huge amount of the speculation and value around panini is whether or not they can overcome some of the challenges that wwe is going to put in front of them because wwe yeah. historically has wanted modern people modern likenesses so if they it's not undertaker from like they hadn't transcended this year which i was shocked to see and was like so happy they got that done but usually that doesn't happen like they want the most modern things because that's who they're selling on tv that's who they're selling in wwe shop like they are very particular about their brand and they are very particular about the way that they sell certain people so i'm really worried that that will transfer over. I'm hoping that Panini was smart about it and said like, listen, we're paying you $10 million for this license. Like you better be giving us some, some leeway there. I think you're going to find some more classic era stuff like that because some of the characters you're talking about, an Undertaker, a Kane, these guys are going to be kind of, they're not on TV anymore now. These are yep. people. So they're going to go out and probably capture their, their legend careers. And I hope like so. I think that's going to probably so. happen more. I hope so. I hope because that's, I know it's it's not functioning much of a difference, but just like from the artistic perspective, like Kane Attitude Era, Triple H yes. era, but like I can only buy so I can only be so interested in a picture of like Triple H in a suit holding a microphone. Yeah, every year. <laughs> right. Hey, right, exactly. Look how I feel from the last couple of years that you know uh, Angle was brought back. I just I, I yeah. didn't bring him up because I wanted to him too. I know you do, and it was the same thing. Same like, thing. The TNA cards you show are awesome. I'd love to get love it. I love uh, the TNA stuff is uh that's such that's those are dropped years for me that I just never got into that I regret not yeah. getting into at the time. And I that's my favorite parts right now is collecting anything of Kurt Angle during what to me as a fan of his career, that's his prime. And that's when he was at his best. And so I think he had some of his best matches were there too. But mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, TriStar put out some really good quality product out there that I just kind of overlooked during that time. And now I'm going back and collecting that stuff. Like you, I, I never would have got after a printing play stuff, you know, but yeah. uh, you know, I love it. I think it's cool. I mean, that's just, uh, that's, that's, that's the Kurt Angle I know and love kind of thing. Uh, the last couple of years he was in WWE and trust me, the stories I hear from behind the scenes stuff, it's just, yeah. wasn't very appealing. So actually yeah. James, I, we, you, Tony just brought up a really good question that I have. So printing plates in WWE have extreme value because they're one-on-ones and like player yeah. collectors and super collectors are all over the place. Right. Like, paying you pay as much money for a printing plate one-on-one in a lot of cases as you do for the one-on-one main frack, base yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, not the super some, super factor is a different story some but of them like, yeah. some of them are right on it, it depends huge. on the talent you know yeah they're huge like it's a bigger deal than i ever thought it would be and coming yeah. to wwe and seeing that was shocking to me because in every other sport no one cares about printing plates like they're they're garbage in ufc panini doesn't do a lot of them in prism i if any if any but have you seen in some of the other products where they offer cards like that are they getting the type of reaction that the other ones have not really um really the only set that comes to mind immediately that had a lot of printing plates um at least that i saw was the tops 2020 set the ufc set and that was tops flagship so that was like a a cheaper set um right. like the printing plates were going for like 40 50 60 bucks which relative to that set is a pretty decent price but like you don't like you don't, i've never seen like a like a conor mcgregor 2013 printing plate or like a, you know an israel out of time the ones the one ones are big especially like the museum one ones uh the emeralds which you know to quote them like a top the super factor for chrome those right. are big 
but printing plates in UFC, I really haven't seen much of a market um, at all. I, not, I don't see. Does Panini even do printing plates? I don't know if I've ever seen one. I was going to ask you they, that. <laughs> they do them. So they do them in basketball. They usually offer them as part of National Treasures, but I don't think that that's coming to WWE. I didn't see it on the, the proposed calendar. Yep. Um, um, so they do it in that. I did see a few of them I thought in Chronicles, but I'm not sure. But usually it's they do it as part of a product where they're, it's like oh. you get a printing plate to buy. Like Plates and Patches is a terrible name for a product, but it's built around delivering printing plates on every box. National Treasures in basketball and football, uh, basketball especially has printing plates in every box. Now, in some of those cases with the National Treasure set the and the contender sets too that have printing plate autographs, like they, they carry a premium over like other rare parallels, but not to the level or degree that I would see it in Topps WWE right now. Topps WWE, like it's like the super fractors, then it's like the red one-on-ones, and then it's like, printing plates and then there's a big big gap and there's everything else so mm-hmm. like so i'm curious if that carries over if panini even goes down that path i kind of hope they don't because it's it's really odd that tops has put so much focus into these cards so i guess we'll have to see panini's got enough parallels they don't they, yeah I, seriously <laughs> and the parallels them, are going to look better than the plate yeah. anyway so mm-hmm. yeah um, I'll ju- I'll answer your question because I guess I'm the last one to answer that. Um, I've actually found a really nice balance between like being able to super collect a, p- a person and then having player collections. And maybe that player collection is just one card. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, for Stone Cold, for example, like I, I have his, uh, I have an SGC nine of his uh, 95 WCW card. I really like that one. It's one of the very few cards you've ever seen him actually jumping off the top rope. Like he doesn't do that. So it's an interesting, <laughs> yeah. sh- it's an interesting, yeah, yeah, that one. interesting shot. After he and broke then, his neck, he doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. There you go. I, why. Um, I like the Chromie card just because it's odd. And then other than that, like, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. See, and the only other thing I would really want is like a transcendent auto. And like, mm-hmm. if I had that, well, hold like, on, I'm waiting. I, I, yeah, we don't uh, have okay. one. <laughs> this podcast. Okay. And yeah, I got one too. Yeah. Like that would be it. Like if I had like so three cards. Like if that's all I had, I would be like, okay, I'm set on Stone Cold Steve Austin cards. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's um, you know, uh, Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, Roman. Like I've got an out of ten. It's not oh, a gold go. chrome. It's just a gold uh, Roman auto, and I'm like. You know, it's not a rookie. I don't care, but maybe this is the card. And, you know, if I wanted to get a piece here and a piece there, yep. that's how I'm going to kind of approach the new Panini stuff with Karrion Cross no longer in WWE. I'm like, okay, well, I can still look for his stuff, but I'll just kind of cherry pick the stuff I like with Prism because it's cool. I like it. And then like, kind of like Adam said, like if I need to, I could get rid of it to pay for super collector stuff or maybe, you know, not me personally, but maybe somebody decides they're a vintage collector. And they decide they want to latch onto a modern superstar once Prism comes out. They ditch all their vintage, jump into this, use that to pay for that. I mean, there's there's different, there's just so many different ways to do it, but that's the way I've kind of done it to balance. Cause you know, I like Hogan and Flair and Austin and The Rock. And but I don't need to have every single thing of those guys. Like just give me a couple of really nice pieces. I'm good to go. And then let me have fun with my super collection over here. So and Zane, I think your mindset, especially for those more popular guys are going to have the most fun with the Panini stuff because there are going to be cool cards. You know, we, we, we hope no suit shots, but in general, <laughs> you're, you're going to have, if you can pick and choose, especially as they release more products and there's a ton of, you know, Chronicles and, and select for those more popular guys. I think that type of collector is going to have the best time with Panini. Tony, I've got your, I, I've seen your question. So I think that's a pretty good segue. Yeah, I was going to say, question. it's a pretty good segue. It's like, I was going to ask, you know, with this, uh, you know, Panini taking over the license now, uh, you know, what kind of shift do you think we're going to see in uh, player super collectors approach in, into their buying? You know, uh, how, how are they going to change their thinking into buying? Uh, I mean, it's going to be drastic for some people and not so much for others who just kind of like want to cherry pick here and there. But for the general person, I mean, how do you think it's going to change their, their, their approach? Um, I think it's, I think it's going to go one of two ways. I I think the existing wrestling population is, is still very niche. Like there is a very niche audience right now. And you see like 
I've seen some massive money come in with Transcendent. Like this year's Transcendent was like anything I've ever seen before. Like there was big collectors that are now recognizing, I'm going to use a really nerdy and really <laughs> convoluted analogy. Let's have anybody it. ever seen, have you ever seen Star Trek First Contact? Yes. Anybody? Okay. Yes. So in Star Trek First Contact, the way that uh, it goes down, basically the humans develop a warp drive just as an alien ship flies by and they recognize that we're further ahead than we actually, that they had actually thought. So they come down and they create first contact. That's very simplified. But with wrestling, I think it's the same thing. They're finally starting to see like there is gold and then there are hills, you know, like people are actually willing to pay a lot of money for this stuff. So it brought in a lot of big collectors. Um, and that money just got here, like within the last three, four months. But I think, and I'm talking about for modern stuff, not for vintage stuff, which has been since middle of 2020. I think overall, from a collector standpoint, you're going to see a complete swallowing of a lot of ports, parts of this existing population because they're going to be outnumbered, first of all, by a lot of the Prism fanboys that are going to come in and want to buy Prism and want to buy Select and want to buy the Panini products because that's what was successful. And this is the first version of those products in a new license. Then after that initial sort of wave of people swallowing up a lot of people and probably sending a few of them packing because it's just gotten too expensive, you probably will see some of them come back because as James was saying, like some of the later products that are gonna come into this license or even years two and three, as we've seen with WNBA and some of the stuff with some of the other Prism products, like the second years is always much, much lower. And it's cause not the first anymore. So I'm hoping that I, I'm hoping it's not a speculative bubble where everything spikes and everything crashes because people were just buying to make money. But I hope that the people who leave initially in year one, and especially with in April when Prism is released, eventually start to realize that things are going to get back to where closer to where they are now, probably a little bit above, but enough that they can still participate. So I'm, I'm at least hoping that that's what happens. I don't know if that's what's going to happen but I know I'm not selling any of my stuff until April. Like no, I'm holding everything. <laughs> yeah. I think those are, those are great points, Adam. I think there's going to be a big, like you said, there, there's going to be an influx. I think that's, that's the thing everyone's in agreement with is with WrestleMania, with Prism, with Panini, there's, there's going to be a big influx regardless. Prices are going to go up. Speculators are going to come in. The question is what happens after that? Yeah. I, I think the, some of the bigger guys, like if you're, at the, the bottom of the wrestling card um, in terms of not, you know, in terms of how much money you're willing to put in the hobby, I'll say, if you're near the bottom of what you're willing to spend and you only want the top, the top guys, those guys probably aren't coming back. If you're spending, if you're willing to spend a lot and you're after middle or lower tier guys, you know, you might lose a little bit on, on your first goal that you buy of Xavier Woods, but, but overall you're probably going to be pretty happy with what's going, with, with what's going on. What's going to happen is, is the middle. And what I've seen, I'm in a lot of like the MMA, you know, UFC Facebook groups is, <laughs> excuse me, there are a lot of guys who were collectors. Like I said, the, you know, have a standard deviation right in the middle of that bell curve collectors. This is crazy. Panini so much, you know, I only collect A, B, C, D, E fighter. That's, you know, like how can anyone want to pay this much money for them? They freaked out. They freaked out. Panini prison was a lot, but, but, but then their, their fighters came within striking range. And then on select, they didn't go as high and, and they stayed within striking range. And I see a lot of those guys still in the hobby. Are they, are they as active? Some yes, some no. Are they collecting more or less? Some yes, some no. But overall, the audience has gotten bigger. Some, some people are less, you know, some people will still only buy top stuff. And I'm sure that'll happen for WWE too. But mm -hmm. overall, I think we're going to see more people come in. I think we're going to see more once people have come and left, like once that kind of calling of the herd has happened, and the influx has happened, I think we're going to be bigger than we were. And I think that's a good thing for everybody. You know, pain, in order to grow, you got to go through some pain. And I think next WrestleMania season, and especially that first year, are, are going to be our growing pains as a hobby. Hope you guys got a minute because I'm going to rant a little bit. Hold on, before you do, James, <laughs> like, I hope, I hope people are listening to James because James knows his stuff inside and out clearly. Like, he is saying exactly in much better and clearer terms than I do because he's been through this with UFC. And I think to his original point, like UFC is probably not going to be 
uh, representative of, of WWE because the audience is a little bit bigger, but I agree with everything he just said, and I'm happy he's on this call because I think he's adding a lot of really good points that collectors should easily sort of latch onto because I think he's he's gone through this. It's, it's life, and it's going to happen again, guaranteed. Go ahead, Zan. Sorry. My rant is tying everything you guys just said together and then kind of putting, and Adam, I know you're probably going to agree with me with a lot of this because we've both shared the same opinion on the, the <laughs> wrestling card community, especially when it comes to like uh, paying for cards. Yeah. Um, I think Prism, you've said it, the Prism fanboys are going to come in. I think that's going to bring in a lot of these closet wrestling fans that are sports card guys that don't want to talk about it now. I've, I've been talking about this for years. Um, there's a lot of these guys out there that are not putting they're they'll tell you in private that hey i've got this card or i like this guy i'm i like the rock or austin or whoever but they're not actually putting money into that i think this changes with that as you said james the crowd is going to get bigger as adam said everything's going to get swallowed up one of the wrestling all these guys that have been here forever collecting these wrestling cards paying a dollar a card what are they going to do now they're going to have to step up to the plate and it just is what it is i mean that's that's the way the market's going to grow is spending money, letting cards go. That that's the worst thing about wrestling cards is whether it's vintage, whether it's modern, some of these collectors, they get it into these collections. You're never going to see it again. Even if it's like an out of 25, like some of those are never, they're locked away in collections. People are not yep. going to let them go. They just, they clutch onto them for dear life. And that's, that's your perspective. I mean, that's a fine to collect that way. There's nothing wrong with that, but to get Guilty the market, charge. Yep. <laughs> to get the market where it, to get the market where it's going to go like occasionally and adam you said it you got to let go of something to pay for another thing it just it that it helps collectors it helps the market it helps future collectors that being said for people who think they're priced out chronicles is going to be a great option if they do a wwe chronicles because they're like i think they're quality products like i bought uh, a collection out that had about a thousand chronicles draft picks football for this this season and I, I wasn't interested in any of them. I've just been selling them. But I was like, oh, okay, well, this is kind of these sub products within one product. This, they're quality cards. They're not bad. So it'll be good for entry level people. They're affordable. For player collectors, you guys have said it, it's going to be great for those. So I think people are just going to have to either, you know, step up to the plate, be willing to spend some money or get out or just, just change your mindset. Start selling some stuff to pay for some stuff you want to get or just say, I don't need that really expensive stuff. I'm just going to have fun with some blasters of Chronicles or whatever. So I know that's, that's a lot that I just said, but. Uh, no, I, you're, I, you're right. It, it tied everything you guys said together. <laughs> and it's just, it's been really frustrating me when I see people, you know, wanting to pay you a dollar for a like undisputed out of 25 relic auto. And, and Zan, I think that's an excellent point and, and a really, a conversation a lot of collectors are going to have to have with themselves. Um, using McGregor as an example, because he he's my favorite fighter. Um, he's also, you know, the, the premier dollar guy in the hobby. So I'm familiar with him. His prison stuff is super expensive, but his chronicle stuff really isn't. Like you can get low numbered at a 99, at a 49, you know, Conor McGregor cards for under hundred bucks, under 50 bucks. So if you're just saying, I want low number Conor stuff and I don't want to pay an arm and a leg for it, there's going to be a product for that. However, you then can't in the other breath say, I'm the Conor McGregor super collector. I want to have any Conor McGregor card. Nobody gets these cards but me. And I want them to be super valuable, but also I don't want to pay for them. I just want people to want me to pay a lot for them. You know what I mean? <laughs> and exactly. Really good exactly. <laughs> you, you, gotta, you can't have it both ways. And that's what I think a lot of collectors, like me, myself, I owned, I think I actually just, just sold it because I've been just selling a lot of stuff lately. A McGregor green. I don't know much of his prism stuff and I've accepted that. And I bought a few Chronicles just to have them, but then I can't go, you know, I, I love McGregor cards. Everybody give it to me, but I want it super cheap. And, but you got to pay me a lot. It just, it's a, it's a come to Jesus moment. I think for a lot of people in the hobby. But James, that's the way the hobby's been for 40 years. Man. Well, <laughs> that's, that's not new to, that's not new to UFC. I mean, no, listen, I, know, I, I, know. I just, I'm, I'm with him though. I feel like it's worse in wrestling cards than any oh, yeah, other 100%. thing I've ever seen in my because life. It, like, yeah, a hundred percent because people have to be a super collector and that's what like, so I, there's another guy who dwarfs my Becky collection. If, as hard as that is to believe there's a guy out what? there who has a much better. Yeah. And, um, and when I, I came in, like he show. knew that I was going to come in, he knew that I was going to come in and take a lot of the stuff that he wanted to get to James's point, but he has likely an unlimited budget. I definitely do not. 
<laughs> but I've been able to sort of make it all work because I break wax. I do other things that sort of allow me to have the money to do that. But to James's point, like I never say, I never am out there saying I have the best Becky collection out there. Like I just don't because I know there's another guy, first of all, there's always going to be somebody better, but I also know that come certain situations, like I'm just not going to be able to compete and that's oh. fine. It's frustrating and it causes a lot of depression and anxiety, but <laughs> you know, like it's one of those things. And I think Zen, like you mentioned, like kind of stepping up to the plate. And I, I think this is where the community here is drastically different. Wrestling to me coming out of NFL and NBA and MLB, I think wrestling is all about, it has always been about collecting, which there's always value that's built into it, but it's more about like people wanting to collect something and hold on to it and keep it. NBA, NFL, MLB has always had more of like, I want to make money as well as right. do all of these things, right? Sure. So, so when you have that level of a collector saying, I have to buy this to keep it, not necessarily to make money off of it, it changes the dynamic of the way that they approach their sort of viewpoint. And I've seen as a result, people take this much more personally and they take it much more drastically in the way that they respond to changes in the market. For me, I always see it as an equity-based game. Like if, if, you, if, you're, if the tide goes up, the equity in your collection also goes up. So if you need to sell something, you should be ahead instead of this much, you should be ahead this much. So that gives you a lot more money than to right. take and put into something else and let that grow, right? But that's not the way wrestling collectors look at this. They want right. to say, I'm going to buy this, I'm going to keep it. And if it goes up, it goes up. If it goes down, it goes down. I just want to be able to acquire more. I'm kind of like hey, that. But isn't that going to change though now with the Panini crowd coming in? Yes, who are, who are into it? Like I'm into Absolutely. flip. I'm into invest. I'm into flip. Absolutely. I'm in. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough thing for people who are currently collecting, to people who are you know panini collectors. <laughs> I mean, it, it's gonna be two different markets. Yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's really what's gonna come down to. I think when the panini guys settle, whatever they determine their floor is in terms of kind of like the hierarchy in WWE, that's gonna be one market, and then down here is gonna be probably a, a higher price, you know, a more populous market, but, but probably more traditional. You know what I mean? And I think one good thing I think though, that uh, Zan, you mentioned before, and I think everyone's touched on is I do hope the hobby still stays, you know, uh, friendly. And in terms of supporting people who are the super collectors, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, if, if you pull a, a stone cold out of 10 auto, no, you're not going to give it to some guy <laughs> to just because you like him a lot. No. But if you pull, you know, a Karen cross, you know, at a 99 select, or you pull a Dexter Loomis, I still would like to think, and I'm hopeful, you know, even if it's not free, hey, Zan, I have this eBay comps or this, you know, are you interested for a little less? Like, I, yeah, I trust think, me, I crack, if I crack open a, a box and I pull up Becky Lynch, I know exactly who I'm going to say, hey, you, <laughs> right. you, know, you need this card, dude? I mean, uh... <laughs> well, and real quick, speaking of that, this is something I've had a lot of luck with since breaking has become huge. And I don't know if, let me know if you guys have had experience with this. Um, this, uh, the sports card guys that are just ripping boxes just to have it, or if they have a store and they're just needing inventory, a lot of them are a lot easier to work with that I've found with pricing. Like they'll take less. So they'll, they'll kind of work with you a little bit more because they're not, it's not sports, you know, it's not basket. They, they have this thing in their mind. They're oh, not going to make, yeah. make a lot of money on it. So they're, they're like, you know, um, kind of cutting you deals on stuff like that, as opposed to certain, I think, um, I don't, I'm, I understand that wrestling is not on this pedestal of sports, but there's some wrestling fans out there that think that, you know, their Charlotte Flair card is as much as a Michael Jordan, you know, 86 <laughs> Flair, and, and they're just not going to give you any budge on that price. So um, have you guys had any experience with that with like eBay or, you know, Instagram sales or anything like that? I've, I've seen breaks, um, not necessarily working with the guys, but this is something that could be a buying opportunity. I feel like the buyers, especially when the new UFC uh, Panini stuff comes out, I mean, the sellers, I'm sorry, are less coordinated. Like, I imagine in the NBA markets, NFL markets, like, there's a few key breakers. They all kind of know when each other are breaking, and the listings are, you know, I assume some kind of coordination because they all want to maximize. For UFC, like, Chronicles and Select, I saw people just kind of listing. Like, there were, there were auctions ending at, like, two or three at a time, like, two simultaneously case breaks at, like, a Tuesday afternoon. And if you look at the comps – they're ending much less because the interest just isn't there that once there's competition, when it's on and off time, the dollar value does go down than something that's sold the night before or, or later that night. 
So that's just something I would keep in mind, guys. Is that's a good point. People looking out there, breakers, because that's I really do mostly do player um, player breaks rather than wax. Add some things to your watch list. Look when they're ending, and if you can get them, you know, during an off hour, or you see two or three coming up at once, that's going to be your best shot to get, you know, not pennies on the dollar, 50, 60 cents on the dollar for what the other guys are paying. Use yeah, a sniping maybe, service. <laughs> maybe that's a maybe that's a good way for, for years. <laughs> some of the people to get into prism. Like they don't mm-hmm. want to pay, they don't want to buy a case. They think boxes are too much. You know, start look, start putting in the work on eBay and you know doing what you said, and maybe you can find some really good deals just because the lack of coordination or mm-hmm. you know the breakers. I hope not. that happens. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good possibility. So I mean, I you know Adam, me and you have both said it like kind of a rude awakening for the wrestling community as far as the card collecting. It's but a bubble. It, yeah. it doesn't mean it's yeah. bad. It's just it's a mindset. Like they've got to just know what's coming and adjust. I think that's what's a lot different than I think some of the UFC stuff as well is that there are so many people in a wrestling bubble and I'm not saying a speculative bubble in pricing. I'm saying like, there is like a bubble of people who don't exist outside of wrestling cards. Now that's changed dramatically since the boom and it's changed, especially with the increase in vintage, but from 2014 to 2019, 2020, there was a, a legit wrestling bubble where I came in and I was expecting things to be one way. It was completely different because no one had experience in baseball or football or basketball. And I think, to a degree, I think that's going to cause a lot of people to take this again more personally, and it's going to cause a lot more heartburn because people don't understand what's been going on in the real world, right? <laughs> like that's kind of the yeah. way I put it. And it sucks that it has to be like that for some people. But Sounds as like, like look at Tony, like Tony, I think Tony is a perfect example of this because Tony knows that he has a shoestring budget. He's mentioned that on already tonight. But he's not angry about it. Like he's angry. Right. There is no anger in Tony that he can't afford. When, when, to I, get. when I see some of your guys' stuff that you guys are pulling, it's like that. Do I get like, ah, man, it's so cool. Like do I get jealous. I just celebrate like, people. A little bit I'm of jealousy, like... but mostly I'm going to celebrate them. And that, that's good for them. They got, yeah. they got, they got that one of one or something like that. But I just, yeah, but Tony's I, I, can't, in the minority. I can't allow myself. <laughs> yeah, right. Tony, Tony is, is a is a minority individual right. in that respect because there are people who, and like I admin one of the larger wrestling card groups on Facebook and I'm creating groups to hopefully get ahead of this curve in some of these other areas. But I think like, obviously like there are going to be people who are really, really pissed off about this as because there was in sports, like you saw it in the beginning of the boom for trading cards. There were a lot of people who were just generally upset that things were going out of their price range, even though they had massive equity in their collection that all of a sudden was now worth a hundred X what it was before. So I think like that's what's it's it's all about how the collecting base is sort of taking this because the people are coming in, I think are going to be part of two groups of people. One, people who have been here for a month or two and have sort of gotten their feet underneath them and understand the TV product and have been fans and whatever. And then there's going to be this other group of people who haven't watched wrestling since 1998 or 1999. (laughs) They just are going to follow what everybody else is doing. And that's going to lead to a lot of speculation on things that probably shouldn't be speculated on. So I think we saw that in UFC, there were some, and we saw it in WNBA all, I mean like Sabrina Ionescu or whatever her name is like, no one watches WNBA games. How did they know she was the rookie to collect? They just decided it. Yeah, go ahead, Tony. <laughs> no, I, I do. I watch. Uh, we have season tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was say, sorry. So, but you know what I mean. For the general collecting population, like that doesn't exist. Yeah. Like how did like that that passion and fervor that exists for wrestling? Like they people will come in with no context and try and create context, and that's where I think a lot of the problems could also sort of uh, arrive. I don't know, James, what your experience has been. Yeah, I, I think a very good point that you guys are eliminating on, um, and I want to see how it plays out, is speaking of that wrestling bubble, a lot of people a lot of people are going to come into wrestling from other places, but I don't really see people who are in the wrestling bubble branching out. Wrestling kind of seems like, like, like a cul-de-sac. Like, if you're, like, you might get off the highway of if you're a big collector and come in, but if you're a wrestling guy, you're parking there. You're, you're not really going anywhere else. Um, so I, I think they're just going to have to, they're, they're going to be stubborn because they can be, because they don't, they don't go, Oh, well, you know, I like wrestling, but I dealt with this in NBA or I dealt with this in NFL. They're going to be, no, <laughs> this is my wrestling. And I want to be like that. Just like every wrestling fan has said <laughs> since, since the dawn of time. <laughs> right. yep. Couldn't have said that better. Let me expand a little bit about out this, this. Okay. So how does, how does this affect, older product now 
How is it going to affect those people's older product now? I want to hear James' thoughts. Are, 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 are yeah, people yeah, going sure. to like say, I can't buy Prism. I can't afford it. But I'm going to go back now and pick up some of that uh, heritage I couldn't afford or that Topps Chrome I couldn't afford before. Is it going to go up in value, you think? Is that going to, how's that going to play out? So I can't, I won't speculate on what's going to happen, but I, I can't tell you what did happen with UFC. And honestly, stuff pretty much stagnated or went down. I, um, for example, I bought a 2013 Conor McGregor rookie, number to 188, PSA 9. Not, you know, the best card ever, but I would say in the A list of MMA cards. This was last, last December. Thinking that the price would go, you know, and then when Panini came, I thought, oh, price is going to shoot up. You know, people are going to look back. McGregor's a name. The price really didn't go anywhere. I mean, granted, cards are in kind of a, a decline right now overall. At least the MMA and wrestling spaces are. So it is slower. And that was when we were ramping up. But prices haven't really gone up. For some reason, sealed wax has, though. Yep. Sealed wax found a, a very high floor. But, but people don't want to pay premiums for like the best card you can find in the sealed wax. So it's it, really interesting. It, it's weird. Like museum, the museum collection, which um, like Kamaru 2018 museum, Kamaru Usman and Israel Adesanya rookie cards. Those are, those are the big cards in that set. I bought both those rookie cards, um, got them both graded PSA nine, right. As things were ramping up before Panini, I, I saw them both in the last few months. They, they were up, you know what I mean? Like, like they went up as the whole car market went up. But they weren't up to the multiples that the, the wax is. But those are, you know, one to one of sides. Those are pretty much as good cards as you could hope for from the set. So if you have wax, hold it. I mean, don't go if you want to. Like I don't, I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see it plummeting. But I, I don't see a market where someone wants to get Panini and they're like, well, I, I can't get that Stone Cold, you know, ten out of ten prism. I'm gonna go drop a grand on an old Chrome box. You know what I mean? I, it, it didn't happen UFC. I. I can't say it won't happen, but it didn't happen. And I honestly, I, I thought it would. I thought there would be a huge influx on the old stuff. Because I, I, so, see, I see a lot of comments going on on social media about like, hey, this is going to be the last Chrome product from Tops. We better just better buy it now before or the last finest product, the last whatever product. And I do think that's what kind of happened with Transcendent. It's a great product, but it became the last Transcendent product. Hold, hold on a second. There's James really interesting because i am thinking right now the exact same way you were thinking back at the beginning of the ufc <laughs> that's the way i've been approaching it and i've been telling people kind of the same thing like that's the way i see it and it's really shocking to me that like obviously i don't follow ufc market the way that i probably should be right now but like it's shocking to me that there hasn't been a rising tide across the rest of the the singles to your point i i so i bought into some like but i think there's also a difference that to buy into some of the the really cards that I think are going to go up is super cheap right now. Like it's still ten dollars. It's still twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah. So if it doesn't do anything, like who cares? Like it's ten bucks. Like, right. but at the same time, like I, I haven't seen somebody come with that level of understanding saying like, hey, I bought this on the upswing and it's kind of stagnant. Like that's shocking to me. I and the reason it's shocking to me is is for this reason. Tony mentioned transcendent and there is a lot of big money. And I mean, really big money, big has, money. Come in, has come in and bought the absolute hell out of transcendent boxes, singles, everything is going crazy. Chrome from this year, same thing. The rare desirable stuff is going for multiples of what it was in previous years, even at the same names, same types of stuff. So like those types of things, like, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I think we're like, I'm hedging my bets. Right. So I'm expanding. Like I never buy non-Becky cards. I started in the last couple of months because I I'm like James, I thought this was going to happen the way that he expected it to happen. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily um, have a, a, an opinion whether or not it's going to happen. I just need to be prepared in case it does. I have major FOMO, but like <laughs> um, I think overall, like that's really cool. Like I, I haven't heard that level of perspective before and I have people who I communicate with who collect a lot of UFC. So it's kind of shocking to me that for, for whatever reason, the, the older stuff has kind of settled. But like you said, it could be just an effect of the overall market. Yeah. And a lot of people are a lot of people are saying, like, I'm going to sell now while it's on its way up rather than it's on its way down. I'm like, all right, you do what you got to do. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it's it, it was surprising. And again, like, it's like I was losing money on like those cards. Right. right, I, right. I was expecting like, you know, I got it raw. PSA nine, 
I'm going to four or five, six X. Cause that, that's what it, the trends were. And it was like two X, two and a half. Then you take away fees. So like I made money, you know, and it's a hobby. Like I, I bought yeah. into a cardboard. So, so boohoo for me, right? like it, it was very surprising when I thought it was going to be like, this is, this is huge. I, I timed this perfectly. And I was like, Well, the other good thing though, and kind of closing out our show here of talking about player collecting is you bought somebody you like. So if it didn't work out for you and you didn't go to the moon, who cares? Cause you like the card and you like the athlete player, whatever. So guys, thanks for coming on today. Uh, Adam, we'll start with you because you've got like a laundry list of places you're at. (laughs) And I highly recommend everybody go read your stuff that you're writing and check it out on social media because your, your takes on the Panini takeover of WWE have just been spot on. So floor is yours. Oh, yeah. Um, you can follow me at SC Uncensored on Twitter, at WWE Gelman at uh, Instagram. Uh, Facebook, I, I moderate a couple of the groups. You can uh, join Wrestling Cards and Collectibles there. Just search for it in the group. So really excited. I love coming on and talking shop. Like I, I, like I have a bunch of kids running around, so we never get to really like sit down and have these types of conversations. <laughs> so I'm sitting in a card shop. So this is always fun. James. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, this has been awesome. You know, usually listen to you guys on the car. So it's nice to actually uh, <laughs> in the conversation. Instagram and Twitter at baby blue breaks. Um, Twitter is the best way to reach me. Uh, I'm on, I'm on Instagram more posting and interacting. Uh, I do try to get on that but Twitter. I'm, I'm checking, trying to stay off the next few days for those Spider-Man spoilers, but usually I am, uh, <laughs> Good luck. Usually, uh, I'm trying. <laughs> usually uh, I'm on it a lot. So just yeah, Thank you guys for having me on. Hopefully we get to do it again soon. Quick question. Are you going to be buying any of the prism WWE to break? We'll see if I can get it at a decent price. Um, I made money breaking Prism UFC just because the market was crazy. I made it on the first box of select. I didn't make it on the select box. And then break break prices fell, honestly. So if, if you're not – and I was getting distributor prices. I was just getting gotcha. good, um, good kind of early retail prices. So we'll see. Uh, I'm going to try to, though. I'll tell you that. Okay, if you do, you'll have to let us know so we can share your Instagram page so everybody can break with you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Please subscribe on all popular podcast platforms. Tell a friend about the show. If you know a wrestling fan that's just getting into cards or has been collecting forever, this show is hopefully going to help a lot of people as we kind of transition into the world of Panini. So thanks for listening. We'll see you. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Have a great night. Thank you. Thanks.